I've done a lot of reporting here about the coup that happened in Pakistan in April 2022 that overthrew the democratically elected prime minister Imran Khan. Imran Khan himself said repeatedly that the reason he was overthrown in a parliamentary coup backed by the United States was because of his independent foreign policy and especially because of his close alliance with China, his growing relationship with Russia. Also, he made comments in support of Iran and calling for the end to Western sanctions on Iran. And I have a separate video and podcast about that. And of course, Imran Khan also has always strongly supported Palestine and opposed the recognition of the colonial regime in Israel. Today, I'm going to focus on his relationship with China and Russia and specifically the issue of Ukraine. I've done extensive reporting about the Global South's position over the proxy war in Ukraine. 87% of the global population is living in countries that have been either neutral or have basically just supported Russia in the proxy war in Ukraine. They do not support the West and NATO in this proxy war. And Pakistan is one of those countries that has tried to main, maintain neutrality, or that is, Imran Khan had trying, tried to maintain neutrality. I basically feel that countries like Pakistan, we should not become partisan in this. You know, this, we should not pass value judgments on this or moral judgments on this. Reason, uh, I don't feel that our countries should... Uh, get involved in conflicts that don't affect us. And I'm talking about developing world, countries like Pakistan, which have 100 million people vulnerable, almost 50 million people below the poverty line. But after he was overthrown in a parliamentary coup in April, the Pakistani coup regime has since criticized Russia and expressed support for Ukraine. And there are even reports that the Pakistani coup regime is allegedly selling weapons and ammunition to Ukraine to help them wage this war on Russia. Now, Imran Khan, he had the misfortune, he was quite unlucky, of planning a trip to Russia to meet with President Vladimir Putin in Moscow on February 24th, 2022. He didn't know that that was the day when Russia sent its troops into Ukraine, and that put him, of course, in a very difficult spot. But Imran Khan has always supported a policy of non-alignment and neutrality. Hardly any other country stands with us. Uh, China has always stood with us, which is, by the way, one of the reasons I feel that when we are told to take sides in, in a conflict like Ukraine, why should we? When things that are important to us, uh, the Western countries don't take a stand or moral stand on it. And so I feel that, so I think we should be non-aligned in this. We should be neutral. We should be friendly with both. He wants Pakistan to have good relations with everyone except apartheid Israel, of course, who he refuses to acknowledge, to recognize. And he, to his credit, he stood up against the United States, which was pressuring him very heavily to denounce Russia. He refused to. Instead, he maintained a policy of neutrality, like Pakistan's neighbor, India. India abstained in this because they too felt that they needed cheap oil from Russia. We would like to abstain, my country, we would like to abstain in this. Of course, India is the second most populous country on earth, nearly 1.4 billion people after China. 
But Pakistan also is a major country. It's a significant power. Pakistan is the fifth most populous country on earth with 220 million people. And historically, during the first Cold War, Pakistan had been an ally of the U.S. against the Soviet Union. But, but Pakistan did always have very good relations with China, given that, you know, they're it's its neighbor. They're very uh, close to geopolitically, you know, geographically. And China is a major trading partner historically. Khan likewise applauded China, praising it for its anti-poverty program, pointing out that it's absolutely unprecedented in human history that China was able to lift more than 700 million people out of poverty. And he said this is a good lesson for Pakistan, a country where tens of millions of people live in poverty. And Pakistan has been trying to lift them out of poverty, but has been unable to. And Pakistan could learn a lot from China over its poverty reduction program. I have seen the uh, development of China in the last 30 years. And I must say, what they have achieved uh, is there is no precedence in human history of what China has achieved. They have lifted 700 million people out of poverty in the last 35, 40 years. It's never been done in human history. And when you go to China, the rate of their development is phenomenal. And I just do not think that uh, Western countries will be able to compete with them. So Imran Khan had refused the efforts by the United States and Western countries to pressure Pakistan to go against Russia. And in fact, in response to Western governments who were criticizing him, he said, do you think that we're your slaves? He criticized them, saying, we're, your not, we're not your slaves. And since then, he has continued maintaining a policy of neutrality, calling for non-alignment, which is historic because when the non-aligned movement was created during the first Cold War, one of the co-founders of, co of the non-aligned movement was India, led at the time by Nehru, the socialist left-wing leader in India, the anti-colonial leader. He had been one of the founders of the non-aligned movement, and India had been officially non-aligned in the first Cold War and leaned a little bit more toward the Soviet Union. It had very good relations with the Soviet Union, but it also had decent relations with the U.S., Pakistan had been the loyal U.S. ally, especially under the military right-wing regime of Zul Haq, who was allegedly, I mean, there are a lot of allegations that the CIA supported the coup against the leftist independent Pakistani leader Zulfikar Ali Bhutto, which installed the right-wing dictator, military dictator Zul Haq. He was an ally of the U.S. and Pakistani intelligence ISI, allied with the CIA and Saudi Arabia in the proxy war in Afghanistan against the Soviet Union, supporting the Mujahideen. Imran Khan represents a new kind of Pakistani nationalist politician who wants to be independent and non-aligned. And today I'm going to look at comments that Imran Khan made in an interview that he did on December 28th. And he made very interesting comments and he stressed that Pakistan should be non-aligned in the new Cold War, just as he says that it should have been non-aligned and neutral in the first Cold War. And I feel that Pakistan should not take any sides. I'm talking about our country. Because, you know, why, why do we have to take sides? Pakistan should have good relationship with both China and with the United States. 
similarly, I feel with Russia and, and the United States. For instance, that's the policy of India. I must say that I've always admired the way India remained non-aligned during the Cold War. I thought it was a, a sensible thing to do. As always, I have an article about this and I will link to it in the description below, which has all of the sources that I talk about today in this analysis. Now, these were comments that Imran Khan made in an interview that he did on December 28th. And he did this with a think tank in Turkey that is called the Center for Islam and Global Affairs. And I have a separate video and podcast and article in which I talk about the comments that he made about Iran. He praised Iran for its sovereignty and its independent foreign policy and dignity. He also compared the coup against him in April of 2022, which was backed by the United States, to the infamous CIA coup in 1953 against Iran's democratically elected prime minister, Mohammad Mossadegh. And he said that just as the CIA backed that coup against Mossadegh and his independent foreign, over his independent foreign policy and his independent policies like nationalizing oil on behalf of the Iranian people, he argued that similarly, he was overthrown in a US-backed coup because of his independent foreign policy in Pakistan. But what I'm gonna focus on today is the very interesting comments that Imran Khan made about Russia, China, Ukraine, the new Cold War, the non-aligned movement. And he even said some positive words about India, which is very rare because, you know, India has a very far-right government that is very Islamophobic, very anti-Muslim. It has a lot of discriminatory policies against Muslims. The Indian government is ruled by the BJP, which is a right-wing Hindu nationalist party. And its prime minister, Narendra Modi, has taken a hard line. And of course, historically, Pakistan and India have had very you know, negative relations. They've fought wars, territorial disputes. They have a dispute over Kashmir. And, and Pakistan, historically, you know, it basically the leader, its leaders almost never say anything positive about India. But Imran Khan, to his credit, can recognize when India, in terms of its foreign policy, is maintaining a, an independent, sovereign foreign policy. And he has praised India for its refusal to take a position in the new Cold War, just as it refused to take a position in the old Cold War, and for its independent foreign policy. So I'm going to begin looking at comments that Imran Khan made about Russia and Ukraine. And he insisted that countries in the global south should be neutral, they should not take a position, and they should be non-aligned. He also talked about how important Pakistan's economic relations are with Russia. Pakistan wanted to buy cheap oil from Russia. It wanted to import wheat from Russia. Of course, Russia is the world's second largest oil exporter after Saudi Arabia. Russia is the world's largest exporter of wheat. And Pakistan also was trying to build a gas pipeline with Russia. And now the US-backed Pakistani coup regime has put the pause on that plan for a gas pipeline between Russia and Pakistan. And he, he stresses that the Western sanctions on Russia over the war in Ukraine, which led to a massive increase in energy prices, has have those sanctions and the, the rise in commodity prices and oil prices have caused serious problems for 
com countries like Pakistan, which rely very heavily on imports and therefore their balance of payments issues have gotten worse and they've been running more and more deficits and current account deficits. So now here, is, here are the comments that Imran Khan made in this interview on December 28th. I happen to be uh, visiting Moscow uh, on the day when uh, uh, Russia decided to go into Ukraine. So, you know, I had a meeting that same day with President Putin. So I know the Russian point of view. And the Russian point of view is that we had repeatedly indicated to the Western countries that we would not allow NATO to come right onto our uh, doorsteps. And uh, their argument is that just like the United States would not want Russia to uh, come in and uh, 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 say in Mexico and with their, all their weaponry. So the, the, the conflict from the Russian point of view has been triggered out of fear that if NATO moves in to Ukraine, uh, which they felt should have been demilitarized or should have been neutral, uh, they felt that then the security of Russia was at stake. And the other thing was that President Putin kept saying that uh, in the past, Western leaders, American leaders, had all told him that, look, this will not happen. And they had given him assurances. Uh, and so unfortunately, he said that these assurances were broken and, uh, and hence the conflict. The Western point of view is very straightforward, that this is uh, Russian aggression. It's invasion. It's uh, coming into their, uh, they invaded a country and, and they're blaming uh, Russia for all the this destruction that is taking place due to war. So now my point of view, I basically feel that countries like Pakistan, we should not become partisan in this. You know, this, we should not pass value judgments on this or moral judgments on this. Reason, uh, I don't feel that our countries should uh, get involved in conflicts that don't affect us. And I'm talking about developing world, countries like Pakistan, which have 100 million people vulnerable, almost 50 million people below the poverty line, 50 million people above the poverty line. And so when we make moral judgments in conflicts, uh, it, it comes at a cost for countries like us. So, for instance, we would have wanted cheap oil from Russia. We would have wanted uh, wheat from 2 million tons of wheat from Russia. Uh, a gas pipeline uh, was arranged uh, with, with a Russian company. So all that gets affected the moment you take sides. And, you know, our neighbor India, which is a, which is a part of the Quad, which is a strategic military, uh, uh, economic military alliance with the United States. India abstained in this because they too felt that they needed cheap oil from Russia. And what this conflict has done post the COVID situation where already there was a commodity super cycle uh, and this conflict has raised energy prices to the level which is causing a lot of problems in Europe. We all know that in Europe they are suffering from gas shortage and energy prices spike. But in the developing world, it has caused a massive problems in our balance of payments because or it has just 
the oil prices going up there i know they're coming down now but that caused an enormous problem for countries like us so therefore my take on this there are two points of view we would like to abstain my country we would like to abstain in this uh, but i do feel that this uh, conflict has caused massive problems all over the world Imran Khan not only insisted that Pakistan should be neutral in the new Cold War and it should have been neutral in the first Cold War, he also insists that the that Pakistan should have been neutral in the U.S. so-called War on Terror. He's been a longtime critic of the U.S. War on Terror. He organized big protests in Pakistan against the U.S. drone assassination program. And here, once again, he reiterated that Pakistan should be neutral. So when come 9-11, Afghanistan gets invaded by the Americans. Now Pakistan uh, government took the stand, which I opposed. We should have stayed neutral. They started supporting the U.S. war on terror. Later on, Khan stressed that China has been a key ally of Pakistan. China has supported Pakistan when Western countries have refused to support Pakistan. He referred to Beijing as a friend in need and he also said that Pakistan should maintain good relations with China, Russia, and the U.S., once again, stressing the importance of non-alignment. The problem is that, you know, when we are weak countries, we developing countries are, are, are pushed to take sides. And I feel that Pakistan should not take any sides. I'm talking about our country. Because, you know, why, why do we have to take sides? Pakistan should have good relationship with both China and with the United States. Uh, similarly, I feel with Russia and, and the United States. For instance, that's the policy of India. I must say that I've always admired the way India remained non-aligned during the Cold War. I thought it was a, a sensible thing to do. I mean, when you become part of a block, that means that the whole other block is excluded from you. And of course, you know, great powers do put a lot, enormous pressure on you to take sides. So let me first say that China-Pakistan relationship goes back a long time, 60 years. And China has been what we call always a friend in need. China has stood by Pakistan, you know, whether it is on international forums, on politics. For instance, Kashmir is an issue, a United Nations resolution on Kashmir stating that they should be they should have been a plebiscite in Kashmir for the people of Kashmir to decide whether they wanted to be with India or Pakistan. And that right was not given to them. But no other, hardly any other country stands with us. Uh, China has always stood with us. And I must say, Turkey has stood with us. But you know, other even Muslim countries, despite knowing the, the uh, injustice going on in Kashmir, just like in Palestine, they do not uh, stand with us, which is, by the way, one of the reasons I feel that when we are told to take sides in, in a conflict like Ukraine, why should we? When things that are important to us, uh, the Western countries don't take a stand or moral stand on it. And so I feel that, China, so I think we should be non-aligned in this. We should be neutral. We should be friendly with both. 
Well, talking about China, Imran Khan also praised Beijing for lifting more people out of poverty than any country in history, more than 700 million. And he said that Pakistan should, should emulate what China has been doing in its fight against poverty because there are so many people in Pakistan who also suffer from poverty. But about China, I have seen the uh, development of China in the last 30 years. And I must say, what they have achieved uh, is there is no precedence in human history of what China has achieved. They have lifted 700 million people out of poverty in the last 35, 40 years. It's never been done in human history. And when you go to China, the rate of their development is phenomenal. And I just do not think that uh, Western countries will be able to compete with them because, you know, the electoral politics, it, uh, it has its limitations. I mean, the amount of maneuvering a democratic government, which, which, uh, which comes about through electoral politics, uh, it, you have a lot of limitations. In China, what is considered national interest, the people stand with the government. And what they managed to do, like, for instance, shifting populations, uh, I don't think that happened in Western countries. So I, I just don't think that the other countries will be able to stop the growth of China. Uh, their, their system of meritocracy. I, I, I visited China and I saw the, the way they bring up all their talent. And then their single focus, long-term planning. I haven't seen such long-term planning uh, in most countries. Uh, certainly countries like us, which every five years are supposed to have elections. So very rarely governments plan beyond five years. But in China, they have just planned so far ahead. And then they single-handedly pursue their goals. And, and I feel that, you know, China is going to be the, uh, I, I think it will leave everyone behind. Now, because Khan was speaking with a, an Islamic think tank in, in Turkey, which historically as a member of NATO, Turkey, formerly known as Turkey, has historically supported the Islamist separatist movements in Western China, especially uh, Uyghur groups, extremist Uyghur jihadist groups. Because of that, the think tank pressured Imran Khan about China and was trying to get him to criticize China over the Western allegations of violation of human rights in Xinjiang of Uyghurs. And he didn't take the bait. Imran Khan showed his commitment to non-alignment and neutrality, and he refused to, to give in to this Western propaganda campaign about China and said that, that there are two sides of every story, and China also has legitimate uh, interests when it comes to the issue of Uyghurs in Xinjiang. So here was his response. Well, let me say that, uh, you know, the Pakistan-China Pakistan relationship is such uh, that whatever the issues of uh, Uyghurs, uh, we have always, uh, the Chinese have always preferred to speak behind closed doors. They're very, uh, you know, their uh, system is such that they hate talking about sensitive issues like Uyghurs in public. So we've had discussions with them and they give us a different uh, side of the story. And all, there are always two sides of the story. And finally, in a very interesting remark, 
Very interesting remarks in this interview. Imran Khan was asked about nuclear weapons. Of course, Pakistan is one of the few countries in the world that has nuclear weapons, along with its neighbor, India. And Imran Khan was very critical of nuclear weapons. He was critical of militarism. He said the solution should be peaceful diplomatic negotiations and settlement of problems. And he, he highly emphasized, he stressed that we should not have nuclear war. We should not use nuclear weapons. They should strictly be defensive because if we use nuclear weapons, it's going to result in a nuclear holocaust that destroys the entire world. It would be suicide. First of all, let me tell you, I'm not a great fan of nuclear weapons because I, I do believe in um, uh, settling your issues. Uh, I'm not also a great fan of military solutions. Um, for instance, I would never try and solve issues uh, militarily, but for me, it is basically for defense. I mean, if someone is going to take away your freedom, then that's when, um, you know, you, you fight for it and you use military. So the Pakistan military, uh, the nuclear program has always been a defensive one because India is seven times the size of Pakistan. It has huge resources now. And the people in Pakistan have always been threatened by by the idea that a bigger neighbor would just overwhelm the country. So remember, we've had three conflicts with India. And the, uh, this was from 48, 1965, and then 1971. Uh, and so ever since Pakistan's had the nuclear program, we actually have had no conflict. So it gives the country of uh, 220 million people security when you're facing uh, a neighbor which is 1.3 billion people. And hence, it's, you know, I, it's a nuclear program for Pakistan is essentially defensive. The idea of a nuclear war, you know, the idea that you will actually be face to face uh, uh, with another country with nuclear weapons is beyond my imagination. And I, I say this simply because, you know, nuclear war is at the end of the world. You must remember it's, it's, it's a suicide attack on the world. Because uh, I don't think the world will be able to uh, sustain or survive a, a nuclear holocaust. So those were the very interesting comments made by Pakistan's former prime minister, Imran Khan. From those remarks, it can maybe be a little obvious why the United States would have backed a coup against him. And it shows, I think, the perspective not only of Pakistan, which is the fifth most populous country in the world, but also many other countries in the global south, like the sixth most populous country in the world, Brazil, and Indonesia, the fourth most populous. There are many countries in the global south, the vast majority of them, who have maintained this neutrality, supporting non-alignment. Non and it shows that the non-aligned movement that emerged in the first Cold War is basically coming back in many ways. And we see even more countries around the world, the vast majority of the global population, which resides in the global south, about 87% of the global population, who have been neutral over the proxy war in Ukraine and have also been relatively neutral over the U.S. new Cold War on China. And Imran Khan represents, I think, a lot of those leaders who, you know, they're not firm anti-imperialists. They, they're not revolutionaries, but they're nationalists. They're independent and they support the sovereignty of their countries and want their countries to be truly independent. So I'm going to conclude here. I'm Ben Norton. 
in the description below, I will have the links to this article, which includes all of the uh, sources that I discussed today. You can find that in the description below, along with the other part in which I analyzed Imran Khan's comments about Iran, praising Iran's independence and also supporting Palestine. And if you're interested, I have in the description below, I also have more information about the US-backed coup in Pakistan in April. And if you want to support this, this reporting that I do, please go to Patreon. And I'll see you all next time. Thanks a lot.